Well, well, well. Chalk another victory up for your conspiracy theorist family member because the New Zealand government has just had to admit that yes, it does have access to Facebook's censorship tool after a Freedom of Information Act request has just come out. Meanwhile, that same government has opened a royal commission into its Voldemort virus response. Don't worry, the the scope is narrow, the money is limited, so I'm sure we're going to get all the answers that we need. So we're going to talk about those two things today, but first, as always, welcome to another episode of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast commentary, comedy and conversation. Please remember to like, share, subscribe and comment and any other good thing that you can think of. Okay, so let's get into episode 61 of the show. Out of Rebel News Australia, Jacinda Ardern's New Zealand government admits it has Facebook censorship tool. Now, for years, many a year, probably since 2019, around that time anyway, it's probably happening before this, but around that time I noticed my account getting throttled and suppressed and others that I was friends with as well, that happened to them, sometimes their accounts would be deleted. Of course we were called nutjobs, conspiracy theorists, don't worry about it, it's not happening, it's definitely not happening, you just, why would they care about you? They don't care about you. Oh, they do. They really, really do. So the New Zealand government, according to the Rebel News article, uh, has been forced to confirm that it, has, that, that it has special access to censor voices via a controversial censorship portal, directly flagging content it does not like. They have been forced to admit it has partner access to Facebook's controversial censorship portal. Ardern's government has special access to the portal through which it can directly flag content, um, officially known as disinformation with Facebook administrators. News of the government's special arrangement with Facebook came in response to a New Zealand Official Information Act request for clarification about the state's relationship with the social media platform. The OIA response, Official Information Act response, confirmed that the Department of Internal Affairs had access to the portal, but, quote, we cannot advise if any other government agency has access to the takedown portal. I'm sure there's no other government agencies. It's definitely not. This is just a one-off. Absolutely, yeah. No, don't worry about it, guys. The response did not detail how much content had been removed from Facebook at the request of the government, but it is believed governments regularly request censorship of parody pages. (coughs) 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 Cough, 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 cough. Pages questioning the... Voldemort virus medicine efficacy <clears throat> cough <coughs> and so-called election misinformation oh <coughs> shit uh, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has previously said that disinformation on social media should be regulated like weapons <laughs> Wow. The United States is one of the few governments that have admitted to accessing Facebook's takedown portal. Last year, the White House admitted that the U.S. Uh, Surgeon General Office's Surgeon General General's office was flagging posts for Facebook to censor, all just confirming what a lot of us have been saying for years. And although we were called conspiracy theorists and, and and people, even friends and family, would just doubt you and kind of sneer at you a bit and and, and 
and laugh at you. But that's not happening. It's just, you're not popular, bro. No one likes your opinions, bro. You're not funny, bro. No, I'm hilarious. Why would my stuff not be getting out there? I am hysterical. Okay. But in all seriousness, my the biggest post that I had, so Instagram is, is Facebook. they one and the same. They own, Facebook owns it or Meta owns it. And the biggest post that I had was me parroting Jacinda Ardern. The first time I parodied, parodied, parodied Jacinda Ardern using one of those filters. Clearly, and it's not her. It's just her face on top of my face. Clearly, it's not her. I don't want them to be exactly identical anyway. I think it's funnier when it's slightly distorted. Anyway, clearly a parody. That got shared by a bigger account. I think it was What's Her Face. She shared it. And then it started to gain a lot of traction. In fact, it had somewhere between eight and 9,000 views in the first 12 to 24 hours. It was around that point. And then it just magically stopped. The views just ceased. Because at that point, it just apparently everyone that needed to see it had seen it. It didn't get taken down, but it seemed to have gotten throttled. And uh, the views never went up from there really it's just it's always been between the eight and nine thousand sort of range um and i suspected that that had been flagged and was being suppressed and i think looking at this reading this it just kind of confirms that that happened now you might say why you're a tiny account on instagram why would they care it's because you get flagged keywords get flagged in your speech or in your hashtags or whatever it is and if something is starting to go viral and they don't like it And let's face it, political leaders, elites, they do not like to be mocked at all and to make fun of, to be made fun of. And especially in a so-called serious situation, this is very serious, we all must get in line and listen to the one source of truth. Um, They don't like it. And this is the video that I I did where I was parroting uh, Dern coming up with new rules in the supermarket about uh, the unjabbed would only be able to buy water and beans. And there'd be a special aisle in the supermarket only selling water and beans for the unjabbed. It was that video. Now, the other video I had uh, about a year before that, or maybe six months or so before that, before that, actually, I think it was around the same time, a few months before, maybe. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was around the same time. I made fun of Bill Gates because it came out, there's a report that Bill Gates wanted to dim the sun. Now, if you follow any of the weather modification geoengineering stuff, you know, this is, is not a surprise. They seem to just be starting to seed this in more popular media to get the public on board with how amazing is science? Huh? We can make it rain now. No, we've been able to do that for, for decades. But Bill Gates had come out and said he wanted to, well, he was funding. What it was was he was helping fund one of the universities to be able to dim the sun using some sort of, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they spray something in the air and tr- trying to get that sort of, effect that volcanoes have when it cools the planet by dimming the sun. I compared him to Mr. Burns and I got a warning from, I don't know who, my uh, stories were suddenly, com- I was completely shadow banned and my stories were suddenly down to, one of my slides was down to one view and I'd never even seen this person before. I clicked on him and I thought, hmm, I wonder if this is one of those uh, mysterious fact checkers, one of the powers that be having a, having a gander. I got big red warnings over that one, and and I did a, I think I did a video on this as well. You can probably find it on Rumble. And my biography in Instagram got deleted. So describing who I am and what I what I'm doing and where you can go to watch more of my videos, 
that all got deleted. The whole thing got deleted randomly. And yeah, a, a copyright notice was sent to me, despite there being accounts, because I used the clip of Mr. Burns blocking out the sun on The Simpsons and compared him to Gates. And now, despite there being other accounts on Instagram and other social media, huge accounts, I mean with hundreds of thousands of followers, and they're not official accounts of any of these animated shows or whatever, they don't own any of the rights. And how do I know that? Because I asked them, and about three responded. Uh, And they had, like I said, hundreds of thousands of followers, and they were constantly posting copyrighted material with no problems. So yes, accounts are targeted. Yes, it's used with keywords. Yes, there is censorship tools. We've known this for a long time. The argument was the government and are they involved? And well, these types of official information act requests just confirm that. What I think is happening is that when it affects your particular country, it's up to you or your government is the one that's flagging it, whatever department of the government that is. I would suspect, I would theorize, I would, I would question whether uh, groups like the Disinformation Project are involved, Kate Hanna and, and those sorts of groups that, that she's the head of on, on the Disinformation Project. And what about the New Zealand Security Intelligence Service, the NZSIS, led by Rebecca Kitteridge? Are they, do they have anything to do with this at all? Maybe. I don't know. Any other... New Zealand security agencies involved here, possibly. Uh, what about, I don't think FACT would be involved, which is fighting against conspiracy theories in New Zealand. Maybe they are, maybe they have access to it too somehow. I don't know. Look, there's a lot of these groups, there's a lot of government departments that could be involved here. And all the, this is just confirming what was happening. Look, it's, it's great to know that, yes, I am hilarious. It's not me, it's the government. We can just blame it on the government, as we can blame a lot of things on these days. Now, speaking of that same government, a royal commission into the government's Voldemort virus response has been launched. It's supported across politics, but a first reading of the terms of reference suggests the inquiry will be surprisingly narrow oh shocking oh so we're not really going to get to the bottom of anything are we it's just it's just just saying that yeah no no we did an inquiry and we didn't really find anything so everything seemed to be on the up and up nothing to see here move along folks so it's a a very narrow look at what happened in the response and limited amount of funds and we'll get the results in a couple of years when everybody's kind of forgotten and moved on and the report will come out and say yeah a few little tiny little issues a few a few little little blunders nothing to worry about really uh, other than that pretty good b plus we gave him a b plus you know could do better could improve could improve next time but overall very satisfactory so this is, and what's funny to me is this is coming out of an opinion piece and stuff. So the real people will remain invisible in this Royal Commission. So this is written by Luke Malpass. I haven't heard of him before. I don't know what he's written on here before. But it says this time, uh, it says often Royal Commission terms of reference are relatively broad and straightforward, leaving the commissioner's scope to effectively find out who were the bad guys or who stuffed up and the conditions and events that enabled those two things. This time, the terms of reference are verbose and mostly seem to see the world through the Voldemort 
virus response and its process, rather than examining the broader questions of the extent, extent to which New Zealand's entire policy suit was worth it. We got through the Voldemort virus, fewer died from the Voldemort virus here than in other countries, but at what cost? And that's not just dollars and jobs, that's in delayed diagnoses, medical treatment, mental stress, not seeing relatives and collateral damage to New Zealand's institutions. When you say medical treatment, is that the medicines that you're talking about there? Or not? Ongoing too. We don't know the the damage that that's going to cause over the next sort of five to ten years. We have no idea. Really scary stuff that. Anyway, it says that uh, instead the commission to be headed up by Australian-based epidemiologist Tony Blakely, flanked by former Treasury Secretary John Whitehead, yada yada yada, will seemingly look more into the mechanics of the response. While there is scope to examine the economic decisions, the questions seem to mostly revolve around the how, rather than the why. It says, within the apparent scope of this commission, what makes sense, its stated purpose is not so much to rake over what happened, but to learn broad lessons for next time. Yay! We just need to do a few little tweaks, just a few little tweaks here and there to perfect the authoritarian, tyrannical response for next time. I wonder if I wonder if next time is going to include digital IDs. Maybe a few of us will have that uh, Neuralink connected into our brain, so we can just be demobilized or Im- immobilized. I guess this is the word. And clearly, I don't have a Neuralink in my brain because I wouldn't be making these silly mistakes. Fumble, fumble over my words. So they have a fifteen million dollar budget. The inquiry is aiming to be both diligent and thrifty. (laughs) It's like an op shop. But given that the abuse and care Royal Commission has cost upwards of 56 million, that is surely wishful thinking. One of the things that's not actually being looked at is the vaccine efficacy. Apparently that's outside of the scope. It's understandable that the government doesn't want to get the commission bogged down with claims and counterclaims over how good a, well, a jab is. They're calling it the V word, but it's not that. However, given that various draconian restrictions on civil and economic liberty were specifically linked to getting a jab, evaluating how good it actually was or the process by which those decisions were made is surely worthwhile. I love how this stuff... I don't remember reading any of this type of thing while the rollout was happening. It does feel like we're being gaslit now. Maybe we should look into if this was effective. You know how we did all those really, not saying the writer did, but again, I don't know who this writer is. You know how we did all those really awful things to people and shut them up in their houses and all that? Should we look into that? And should we should we check that what we gave them is safe and effective? Even now? Well, we didn't really do it back then, but should we do it now? No, no, it's outside the scope of this commission. This is This is purely politics, and all it is is to show that, yeah, no, we looked into it and everything was fine. It's just politics. So I'm not going to read the rest of that article because you get, you get the gist. But you will the uh, hear back from the commission in 2024. But expect it to be later because it will be a massive task. Well, no, it's limited scope, limited money, and they'll just try and bury it, and move on. No one's going to read the report. No average citizen's going to read the report, and I. 
highly doubt that at the time when it comes out, the media will cover it. And if they do, we'll be gaslit into, see, look at the awful things that happened. We told you we shouldn't have done, <laughs> we shouldn't have gone along with this. Awful stuff. Okay, going to leave it there for now. This has been another episode of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast, commentary, comedy and conversation. And I'll talk to you again in the next one.